Hello, space nerds. Welcome to Raktagino and Root Beer, a Deep Space Nine podcast. I'm Matthew. And I'm Michael. On this podcast, we are reviewing every Deep Space Nine episode from the pilot to the finale. It'll be so exciting, it's going to give you umox. Pull up a chair and join in the discussion over some Raktagino and Root Beer. If you would like to contact us, set hailing frequencies to rrds9podcast at gmail.com. So um, I think we should start off by, uh, this is a rewatching of DS9, um, so uh, for me it's of the entire series, of, for you it's only a select series, selection yeah, of Yeah, I never, I never, I'm not that embarrassed to say I never actually watched the entire, the entire show. <laughs> I bailed. <laughs> but uh, what do you remember from the show, from first watching it? What were your feelings about it when you were first watching it? Uh, disappointment, <laughs> to be honest. I, uh, I mean, I, I've been watching. I've been watching Star Trek pretty much my entire life, beginning with the classic show. I never watched the animated show. That was yeah. a bit too far for me. Um, I was a massive Star Trek Next Generation fan. So I was really looking forward to Deep Space Nine, and I remember everyone was very um, excited about it, and yeah, and then it started, and it was on this Cardassian uh, space station, <laughs> and I just thought, like, what the hell is this? Um, so was it, it was it the fact that it they weren't exploring? I I think so. That it sort of threw me off, and and uh, the themes that they were starting to get into religion, which. Be, you know, it's the first Star Trek show to really tackle religion. Um, I yeah. just didn't find interesting. Yeah. And uh, I and I, everyone now tells me that it just gets better and better when the story mm-hmm. um, starts to serialize. Um, and I never reached that point. I just yeah, you bailed on it. Yeah. So how about you? Um. So I remember it. I remember it very well. Uh, I remember being very excited by it. Um, uh, I was at the time. I think this was it was the early '90s. Was it or mid '90s that it came? Yeah, out? it started. It ended in 1999, so it started. I don't know, 1992, 1993. Yeah. So I remember being that was my prime sci-fi um, time, and I loved anything to do with science fiction. And um, I also was watching at the same time the series Babylon 5. Yeah. Uh, do you remember that? You one of those people. Yeah, I was one of those people. And Babylon 5 is a serial narrative mm-hmm. that's all about religion. And I think, I'm not sure, probably look into this, I think that the DS9 people were influenced by it and later made uh, the show more like Babylon 5 because they, they liked it. Um, and uh, for me, I loved it. I loved it so much. Uh, thinking back to the shows that I liked as a child, um, you know, my mother used to say, my mother always watched uh, DS9 with me because um, she loves sci-fi. She would go, oh, that person is not a very good actor. That person isn't a very good actor. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Kira, she always used to do this. She never liked Kira. Yeah. And I vaguely remember Cisco not being a good oh, actor. Oh, okay. I, I wanted to put this out there. I think one of the reasons I didn't like it at first was uh, Commander Cisco uh, as an actor. Yeah. I don't... Um, yeah. Yeah. He, he, it, it's a very... It's a strange performance. Um, I, I know he's a... The actor himself has done some good work, but I, I for whatever reason, it's, it just threw me off. Yeah. And for me... 
I suppose I had absolutely no quality control or no like critical faculties for acting. Like mm. when I was at that age and it was sci-fi, I was like, sure, whatever you're saying is true. Mm -hmm. um, so for me, it was more about the characters and I love Dax. Uh, she was my favorite. I even had a little Dax uh, action figure when I was... Uh, I, I remember, I had, I've seen it. Yeah. I have, uh, I have no, I have two of them because I have mm -hmm. one in her um, regular outfit and one because there's an episode where they... Um, am I spoiling things? No, no. There's an episode where they go back in time to the original Star Trek time period. Oh, the Tribbles episode. Yeah. That, yeah, I actually, I think that was one of the ones I saw. Yeah. yeah. And she, there's, there was, there was a doll made where she wears that outfit. And, um, clearly, even though I'm gay, uh, it was like, it was made for the, uh, the fanboy market. Cause it's like, right. you know, she's like sexy and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I love the characters. I loved, um, and I would just love anything to do with science fiction at the time. So mm -hmm. I watched it all the way through and I probably watched every single episode probably multiple times, mm. but I have not watched it in maybe 15 years. 15 yeah. years. Maybe so like 10 years. Did you, okay. Yeah. So what happened to me is I, I bailed on it. I probably started watching X-Files. I was yeah. a huge X-Files fan. And then when Voyager started, um, yeah. I started watching that and I saw every single episode. I love Captain Janeway. She may be my favorite captain. <laughs> I, I don't know why, but she's the best. And so, the on, I mean, when I thought about when uh, Netflix brought Deep Space Nine back, um, I was going online, I was looking at sort of Star Trek forums and things and, and, and people's favorite series, because I always assume, you know, uh, TNG is, is probably everyone's nostalgic favorite. Yeah. And a lot of people out there consider the last, I don't know, four episodes, four seasons of Deep Space Nine to be the best of any of the Star Trek shows, which... That's interesting. You know, which is very interesting. I, I, never, I never would have guessed There's that. a lot of Voyager haters out there, too. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I remember, I remember, actually, Voyager was the first one where I felt tired by it. Like, particularly wow. the first... A uh, couple seasons. The what were the what were those the first bad guys they had? Um, the Kazons. Uh, yeah, the Kazons were terrible. And then when they got into like the Borg and um, species, what was it four seven? I can't remember. The the weird bio the biological ones. Yeah, the, the bioship yeah. ones. Mm -hmm. uh, and when it became more of a continuous series, mm -hmm. it became more interesting. And it is interesting too that we think about this like. Um, like in the '90s, before all of this, the renaissance of television, uh, every show was was more episodic, mm -hmm. and there was le there was less like narrative arcs, mm -hmm. um, and that this whole idea of introducing a narrative arc that just continued all the way through um, was really a new idea for both DS9 and Voyager. So I, I heard um, there's some overlap between Voy when Voyager started and when Deep Space Nine was still going. Yeah. And I've heard that um, Deep Space Nine, the, the writing team could get a lot more creative because the studio was so focused on making Voyager a success. They just sort of left uh, the Deep Space Nine creative team alone. Yeah. Uh, so they could take a lot more chances. They, they got into the 
continuous storyline. Uh, yeah. And, and, and that's what I'm excited to see. Yeah. And, um, I'm, you know, looking for, like looking as a forward into this, this project, <laughs> um, I know there's going to be some bad acting. There's going to be some terrible storylines. Um, there's going to be some wonky stuff happening, but I do remember being very excited by, um, all of the Cardassian actors, I remember, were very, very good mm-hmm. and very, like, enthralling characters. It was almost like any of the characters that were not the core group of people were allowed to be uh, morally shaded in a way that was interesting and that was never really seen on um, uh, Star Trek. Like, you think of Star Trek of the Next Generation, all of the characters are a little bit bland. Like, no one has any sort of edge to them they're all kind of nice you know hmm whereas um ds9 when you get into the later seasons and you meet some of the the cardassian characters and some of the uh the um the dominion characters and and people like oh even people like odo for instance are much more ambiguous in their motivations and and therefore more interesting well it's a it's a show that takes place on the frontier, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, they're sort of constructing uh, constructing a community. They're building a community. Yeah. Uh, on this space station. And because it takes place in this frontier uh, um, on the edges of uh, Federation control, there's sort of a more a sense of anything goes. There, there's sort of a moral grayness, I think. Yeah, and I think... Um, um both DS9 and Voyager originally tried to create situations where there were two groups of people in direct conflict with one another. Mm. Um, so in DS9, it's the Bajorans and the Federation mm-hmm. being on the same station and having different ideas as to what the right thing to do is. Mm-hmm. Um, and in some ways that continued, but it, it, it kind of faded. In Voyager, they had the same thing with the... Um, uh, what were they called? The ma- the Maquis. But but that but Vo- it's interesting because Voyager pushed it as well. It took place on uh, you know way beyond Federation control, but it was also a criticism of the Federation itself. Uh, you know, I mean, this is a like some people would consider the Maquis a, a terrorist group and fighting against Cardassian yeah. control and and. Well, I think the thing is, um, Voyager. Um, it started out that way and then all of the characters just gradually began to like each other and this is I think what happens in any show is like because of the amazing Captain Janeway who brought them together oh lord <laughs> you're not you're not a Janeway I am fan. not a Janeway fan um uh who was it who was supposed to originally play Janeway was that was that oh, French Canadian actress oh yeah okay um, that sounds familiar and and she left because it was too too much work um, no, I think it was really, really stressful and she didn't like it. Uh, I, I find, I find there's something lacking in Kate Mulgrew's performance, um, that I find, I just don't know what it is. I'm not a huge fan of her in Orange is the New Black. I think her Russian accent on that show is terrible and it's like so brutally bad that I, I, whenever she appears on screen, I'm like, Okay, it's kind of almost a joke when she arrives. Mm. Um, but... I I disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, I've been wa- I've been rewatching the odd uh, Voyager episode, and I, I think she's amazing. I actually yeah. really 
think it's a good performance because she's sort of thrust into the situation where she has Maquis members that she has to she yeah. has to kind of bridge these two groups to to get them to work together to survive this yeah. uh, horrible thing that's happened to them and uh, she's just very relentlessly positive you know <laughs> uh, but th- th- they'll do these little asides where she will you know encourage uh, encourage someone her, her personnel skills are incredible because it's such a small group she has to do that in TNG um, Patrick Stewart you know he played Picard as sort of this distant Zeus atop Mount yeah. Olympus character uh, who rarely mingled with the uh, you know with the surface yeah. dwellers and Riker had to be the personnel guy right yeah and in Voyager it's it's her responsibility um, yeah I think just the thing is for me the characters that most interest me are the ones who um, present a conflict inside them and um, and it's kind of a readily understand co- conflict. Mm. I mean, but Dax didn't have much of a conflict. She was just like, so nice, you know, <laughs> I just liked her. <laughs> yeah. um, Do you think she was the um, sort of the Guinan character? Sort of uh, the wise, the old wise one? Sure, sure. I mean, she was, uh, apparently she had a different... Um, look to her mm-hmm. uh but they were they cha- oh yeah because the originally what are they called the what's her species called i can't remember <laughs> the ones with the weird slugs inside them. the slugs the inside them. Ones. yeah um originally because it was originally a star trek next generation episode that they were introduced these characters mm-hmm. remember uh Riker had one and he had the the slug implanted in him mm-hmm. and um but they looked differently and apparently they did the makeup on her on the actress that plays Dax and the, the producers were like she doesn't look pretty anymore oh, that's horrible. <laughs> so they changed the entire species yeah. look yeah I, I'm curious how um, how the crew of Deep Space Nine how the characters themselves I mean you, you said that there's more conflict there and, and they're more yeah kind of more sort of shaded but how much of them are mirrored after uh, the Star Trek TNG crew? I mean, if they use that as a blueprint. So you have, if you have Dax, it's like Guinan. Um, you have O'Brien, who I guess is sort of more like Geordi LaForge in Deep Space Nine. Yeah. You know? um, if they kind of use that blueprint for, their, for the DS9 characters. I don't think so. Because uh, Kira, I don't know how she would fit into that. Because she is, she's always in conflict with Cisco. Mm-hmm. Um, in some, in not always, but she, I mean, she changes uh, um, uh, as the series progresses. But I mean, she's a source of conflict. Odo is a source of conflict as well, in a in a way that's not present. And um, Odo might be more. I mean, he's the security guy, like Worf, in, yeah. in the beginning. I, I can see him with a similar. But he um, operates in a different like he has his own way of operating that isn't federation based Mm -hmm. um and because he's um and later i just mean the the gruff security character sure head of security but then like how does um quark fit into it oh that's a good question I, I don't think there's easy parallels. And there's, I think no, that, there's no Barkley either, now that I think about it. I think what it I think the thing is and I think that's what people didn't like about it, was that it wasn't 
Star Trek The Next Generation do Um, Star Trek The Next Generation 2 and I think um, like the way it is so often now with reboots it's exactly the same thing except things are newer and I think um, sometimes in fandom people just want the same things over and over again Mm. Um, you know for me going back to this uh, going back to this show is going to be interesting because I don't watch sci-fi anymore I'm not into sci-fi the mm-hmm. way I used to be. I used to be a huge fan. I used to have Star Trek technical manuals, like a map of the Enterprise. I used to have like all sorts of things. And now I don't. And for me now, it'll be interesting for me to see if the stories are still interesting, if the characters are still interesting, um, if I'm just watching it for a nostalgic reason whether I'm going to be ruining it um, because I'm ruining rewatching your, ruining your childhood ruining my childhood by rewatching something that mm-hmm. used to mean a lot but now I'm going to be like oh god this is the worst thing ever you know well the fir- from what I understand the first three seasons will be terrible and then it will pick up <laughs> <laughs> well yeah I mean I, I suppose I do remember enjoying the first three seasons but yeah I was like I was totally into the Bajorans I was totally into the the whole um, Bajorans as Tibetans, oppressed Tibetans, you know, kind of thing. Yeah, I think they, I mean, they represent any, I think they were designed to represent any occupied people. Uh, yeah, probably a little bit of, like, um, the Soviet Union and, like, because mm-hmm. um, this was after the wall fell, you know, just the whole idea of these previously um previously occupied people i should yeah, say yeah previously occupied people who are now uh free but are now dealing with the fact of decades of oppression or i think in the bajoran's case it's like hundreds of years isn't it oh i'm not sh- i'm not sure how long yeah well i guess we're gonna find out we will find out <laughs> Uh, so do you think that you're going to have uh, do you think this is going to be an enjoyable experience or a painful one <laughs> I, I think I think it will be enjoyable I, I trust the opinions of the majority who say that for the final four, three or four seasons are amazing and uh, yeah I, I, I look forward to it I, um, I rewatched the first few seasons I guess first five seasons of of the X-Files and I was really pleasantly surprised. I, I thought a lot of it held up and, yeah. and I noticed things and I appreciated things I didn't appreciate when I was much younger. So I'm hoping um, this will be the same that that maybe I'll come around to, I, I can't even remember his name, Commander Sisko. Commander Sisko. Maybe I'll come around to his performance. I have a feeling that you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it being a stellar performance, to be honest. Um, and from what I remember, it really picks up when when Worf joins the cast too. Mm. I'm just glad they found a place for O'Brien. <laughs> this <laughs> big player becomes a major engineer. You know, there's a place in Ireland. Um, I can't remember where. I think it's like Limerick or something like that. And they have a sign that says uh, "Future." Uh, birthplace of Miles O'Brien. Wow, because <laughs> that's where he's going to be born in like twenty two seventy nine or something. Amazing. Yeah. Well, once once we wrap up wrap up this podcast and we rewatch every single episode, 
we should go to Ireland and toast the uh, future birth of O'Brien. <laughs> I don't know if we'll do that, but okay. Um, I think we should also um, uh, think back to how our opinions have changed about DS9. I, um, I know that I'm going to be watching this show uh, surreptitiously because my boyfriend um, thinks this whole idea is ridiculous and absurd. <laughs> He will not watch a single episode uh, of me. Uh, my partner as well um, does not want to watch it. She's actually re-watching Voyager right now, which she <laughs> which she really enjoys. And I may be I may be jealous uh, because I do really like Voyager. But why yeah. won't she watch uh, DS Nine? She she thinks it's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so not willing to revisit. So it. we'll we'll both be watching surreptitiously. Okay. Well, I think that's uh, that's good for the first episode. Yeah, I hope we haven't scared anyone off, and uh, I hope um, people join us in watching this uh, this show for this the landmark next, science yeah. fiction show. Uh, what is it? One hundred and fifty hours of oh Christ, life saying? aboard a Cardassian uh, space station. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, thanks for listening.